Hi everyone, my name is Emily and I am so excited to be speaking to y'all tonight about how the biggest blessing God can give you is an interrupted plan. I was thinking, what could I talk to you about? And so I asked myself, what am I passionate about? The other week, Harrison talked about South Carolina drivers and how those annoy him. And if you've ever seen his Insta stories, you can also vouch for this. And so I was trying to think what gets me fired up like that. It took me a while to figure out what I could talk about. And then I realized what I really love is when things go exactly according to my plan. Anyone else out there? If I had to categorize myself, I would say that I'm type A and I'm a one on the Enneagram. If you don't know what the Enneagram is in a one on the Enneagram, it's just think about a train on railroad tracks. They like to stay on course. I feel like I have the most perfect plan for how everything in my life should go. But the more I live life, I realize sometimes how small and how self-centered my own plans can be. When something doesn't go my way, I first get upset, and then eventually I realize that God has a bigger plan than my little brain could ever, compre ever comprehend. I'm going to take a guess and say that your 2020 has not gone according to your plan. I remember at the tw end of 2019, people all over social media were saying that they were so glad that 2019 was over. And I laugh to myself now because I wonder if they ever dreamed of what 2020 would hold. We have had a global pandemic with all of its ripple effects. We've had murder hornets, and I don't even know what even happened to those. And we've had the servicing of racial tensions with protests and riots that hopefully bring about change. Also, the Sahara dust cloud. Mike and I got caught in that the other night, and it was wild. <laughs> and that all could be considered a lot for a lifetime. But that's just been the first half of 2020. We still have hurricane season and an election all before this year comes to a close. So overall, how are you feeling about 2020? Has it gone according to your plan? I know it has not gone according to one of mine. So normally, one of my favorite parts of the week is gathering with you all on Tuesday nights. And I do not like this whole not seeing everyone in person thing. But anyway... <laughs> Let's look at the story of the woman at the well tonight and see how even though things did not go according to plan, God had a bigger and better plan. So we'll be in John 4, verse 7. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me? A woman of Samaria, for Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. So here we see a woman encounter Jesus sitting at this well, and she realizes that he is a Jew and realizes that Samaritans and Jews normally do not interact. And so she was shocked that he was there and even shocked that, she, that he was speaking to her. So verse 11, the woman said to him, sir, you have nothing to draw water with and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, 
give me this water so I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. So here it seems like Jesus and this woman are having two different conversations. Jesus is talking about living water and the life that he can give her and the eternal life and the forgiveness of her sins. And she is talking about a never ending supply of water, much like we have, you know, you just walk over to your faucet and you turn on the water. So it's just funny that it feels like they're having two conversations, but let's continue on. Verse 16, Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you are right in saying I have no husband for you have had five husbands. And the one that you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. So here Jesus calls her out. He lets her know that he knows that everything she has ever done that he he knows about. And yet he is still talking to her. And here is when I feel like she realized that there is something special about this man that she's encountered. Verse 20. Our fathers worshiped on this mountain, but you say in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know for salvation is from the Jews, but the hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth for the father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. So here Jesus reveals himself to this woman. He lets her know that he is the Messiah. And so Overall, this woman was just going about her day as normal. She was doing her daily chore of going to the well to get water. A respectable woman of this time would go early in the morning. However, as we see, this woman was not considered respectable in society standards. So she was going in the middle of the day. But thank God that this is when she was going to the well. She probably was going through her to-do list in her head of all the things she needed to get done. It'd be like me going to my favorite grocery store, Lidl, with my list at hand. She may have even been beating herself up for not being a respectable woman. And then the woman saw Jesus. Jesus interrupted her day. He interrupted her plans. Now, if this was me, I would probably be dismissive of what this stranger had to say at first. But then Jesus gently called her out, which made her stop in her tracks. She then knew that something about this man was different, that he could offer her something that no one else could, living water, something that would fulfill the hole in her heart that she'd been trying to fill her entire life. But this isn't even end of her story, so let's keep reading. A little later on in the chapter, chapter 4, verse 39, this is what it says. Many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did, she said. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this indeed is the Savior of the world. So this woman, who lived in infamy, was the reason an entire town was able to meet Jesus. 
For once, she could be proud of her past, her story, because that is what brought her to the Savior of the world. Hear that again. Her past of sin, of brokenness, of being less than respectable, that is what brought her to the Savior. So I've been reading this book recently, and it had the quote, Thank God Jesus saves sinners. Sometimes we as Christians forget that Jesus is in the business of saving sinners, all sinners, not just the mild sinners, not just the sinners we know of, but all sinners, the people that we may consider beyond repair. I know this woman at the well is so thankful that Jesus was in the business of saving all sinners that day. I would even go further to say the entire town the woman was from is thankful for her sin that day. I've heard before that the only thing we bring to our salvation is our sin. Our sin is the only contribution we make to our salvation. Jesus did it all that day on the cross. And Jesus is still in the business of saving sinners. Saving people who feel overwhelmed, saving people from themselves, saving people from an eternity in hell. And not only are we saved from ourselves, but we are given living water in return, a life full of goodness and grace and peace that surpasses all understanding. So if you're watching this, I'd like to remind you of a few things. One, you are never too far from the grace of God. Two, Jesus is still in the business of saving sinners. And three, be open to divine interruptions. Don't hold your plan so tightly and remember who is in control. Because sometimes the biggest blessing God can give you is an interrupted plan. And I think us and the woman at the well would agree. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you so much for each and every person that is watching this video right now. Lord, I pray over them, Lord, and I just lift them up to you. Lord, I thank you for this story. And Jesus, I thank you for this encounter with the woman at the well. Lord, you see us at our lowest points and you save us from it. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. So here at Northwood Young Adults, we believe in having open doors and open hearts. So our prayer is that you had an open heart as you watch this video. So we're praying for each and every one of you, and we cannot wait to gather together, to gather together again soon on July 14th. Have a great week. Go change your world.